0: by the lake podcast my name is james strong joined once again by my co-host cody tanner all the way from texas via tennessee and other places in between how are you doing this wonderful monday evening Uh oh
1: james i'm doing fantastic it seems that i'm just traveling all over the world nowadays which is It was hilarious because it sounds like I'm made of money and I'm really, really not, Uh, but but I'm doing a lot. I I am getting out there doing a lot. There's a pretty little lady that likes to travel, is doing some stuff. Uh, She starts her internship with Amazon, uh, your proud provider of Thursday Night Football, which we'll get into that conversation later. Um, But yeah, she starts her internship there. So she was moving into an Airbnb for three months, paid for by Amazon. So I went down, flew down, helped her out, surprised her, and uh, we made a good weekend out of it. We, uh, I saw Nashville for the first time in my life, home of the Tennessee Titans. Um, it was a fun time. Got to see Broadway. Got to see a lot of crazy drunk people and a lot of just friendly people. It was nice. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times those kinds of events, and I mean, you think even sporting events as well, you think a lot of jerks and drunk people and being stupid. Nah, I didn't see much of that at all. Uh, So it was a good time. Great weekend. Uh. Great, great weekend. For those listening or watching the podcast, I'm officially off the market. Sorry, not sorry. See you later. Uh, <laughs> maybe shouldn't have said that. I don't know if I was allowed to yet or not, or if I should have. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> Do we need to start over? <laughs> no. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep it going. Okay. She can fight right. you later. Um, listen, it's not like people we know really listen to this. It's all other people. It's all the people that care about the Steelers. They're here for the Steelers. They're not here for my love life. James, how are you yeah. on this lovely Monday?
0: doing fantastic still married so still off the market (laughs) you're doing better than me kind of i'm yeah you're doing just fine buddy oh i know (laughs) you know who else is doing just fine a young man by the name of manny jones former defensive end of the arizona cardinals uh, was released by the Cardinals. The Steelers claimed him off waivers. They said, we're not taking any chances. We want this guy in Pittsburgh. Uh, it definitely had something to do with defensive lineman, Rennell Wren, getting injured and being placed on injured reserve. Uh, but Manny Jones appears to be a defensive end type uh, in about that six three two eighty 280 range. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, we love that. Manny went from Pittsburgh East back or Pittsburgh West back to original Pittsburgh East. If anyone doesn't understand yeah. that reference, that's just what people call it. Arizona as Pittsburgh West because they just always take our players, our coaches, everything else. So,
0: yeah, and a lot of former players end up coaching down there too. So, a yep. uh, very, very dynamic connection between the two cities, no Wild. doubt about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, interesting to see. He's a highly athletic dude for how big he is. Four nine three forty yard dash. You don't see that too often on a two hundred and eighty pound cat. So. Uh, we'll be interested to see how he looks in the preseason. Hopefully, he gets a chance to get a little burn there. You, you showing your forty-yard dash there, Cody?
1: Yeah, slow mo style. Slow mo. <laughs> wow. Not to, wow. cl- to, to cl- or to clarify. Yeah, I run a little bit faster than this.
0: Speaking of forty-yard dashes, and let's, people talk that are it, let's talk about good at it. Let's talk about Hakeem Butler, officially a Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, one of the top performing wide receivers in the XFL. of this most recent season that just finished up. And eight touchdowns, eight touchdown catches.
1: That's more um, than Deontay Johnson in, I think, the last two seasons. So that's fantastic.
0: Is that more <laughs> in his entire career, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> John's fired. Oh, Moving much? on. <laughs> um,
1: Pittsburgh did also release uh, cornerback Killer Witherspoon, which was a surprising move. Um, a lot of people did make connections to this. I know you're excited. It does. It does bode well. Uh, for Corey Trice Jr., the rookie that was yes! signed. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But a lot of people were, were making the accusations or like uh, trying to read ahead and uh, say that this was saving $3 million in the cap space or cap hit. But is this making room for someone like Quan Alexander? Yes, no, maybe so. Have seen no updates on that last I've seen. Um, so we'll wait and see we'll, what happens yeah. there. But $3 million, I mean, $3 is a good cap space to at this stage in the offseason to be saving. So,
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and Quan left without a contract. Uh, so you have to feel like maybe Pittsburgh lowballed him because you don't bring him in unless you're you're thinking you're gonna offer a contract. Yeah. Uh, so I can't imagine that they just didn't offer one at all. Uh, but yeah, well, regardless, they, they didn't make it happen.
1: They could have seen something they didn't like, whether it was uh, his physique or maybe they did some strength tests or drills or whatever. Whatever it was. Um, yeah, maybe he
0: catch up on his steak, and they said, you know what, uh, that, that doesn't fly here.
1: And, and maybe the roles didn't match up. Maybe the roles that they wanted him to come in and be a leader, uh, you know, in a young linebacker crew, they wanted him to come in and be the, you know, the veteran leader, maybe not starting. Uh, I don't know. Something didn't match up there. Maybe they didn't offer him. Maybe they did lowball bomb. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, unfortunately, we'll never know. We weren't in the room where it happened. So that's just the way that it's going to be, unfortunately. But we have more news about uh, current players not getting released. James?
0: Yeah, yeah. And another move made by the Steelers to create even more cap space, Mitchell Trubisky got himself a two-year contract extension. They reworked the one remaining year on the deal, uh, which makes the new three-year deal, including this upcoming season, a three-year $19.65 million total contract. Uh, Which could actually total out at 33 million with all the incentives and bonuses available. Uh, I'm sure he would have to play a lot for that. Uh, I'm sure that is not likely to happen. Uh, But you know what? That does mean that he is comfortable with the role of number two quarterback. And you could do a lot worse than Mitchell Trubisky as your number two quarterback. Uh, And the fact that they were able to free up another 4 million in cap space by doing so, that was 7 million in those two moves. Uh, So you got to really enjoy seeing that. Uh, And you wonder, does this mean the Alex Highsmith extension is impending?
1: It might be right around the corner here. Yeah, you got to ask that question. You got to wonder it. Um, Alex Highsmith could potentially be the next guy that they extend a contract to. And that would be perfect because that's what we want. Uh, Mm -hmm. He is starting caliber, especially when you put him on the same defense as the guys like Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, all these guys. Um, but the Steelers also went ahead and went some made some moves on the offensive side of the ball by signing offensive tackle 2022 undrafted free agent, more specifically offensive tackle Dylan Cook. Uh, 6'6", 308 pounds. He has 33 half inch long arms. Ran a 509 40-yard dash. So uh, That's not bad for a tackle. Not, not bad at not, all. At 308 pounds, right? Mm. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's nice, probably how thing, fast yeah. I'd run one. So... <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know that I'd do any better than that right now, yeah <laughs> no. I might break um,
1: five, but it'd be by a hair,
0: yeah, <laughs> I would probably not break five
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to wear less um, clothes than they do
0: <laughs> aerodynamic don't much cody
1: aerodynamic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Spandex might make you more aerodynamic, <laughs> buddy. Fair.
1: Speedos exist, my guy. Speedos exist. Yeah,
0: no doubt. That's basically all they wear when they run it. So, <laughs> uh, but interesting thing about Mr. Dylan Cook, he does have one year in the NFL already, but he was just on the practice squad, I believe, for Tampa Bay last season. Uh, this is a former quarterback. Started his college career as a quarterback. Uh, and then decided, you know what, I think offensive lines a better fit for me, put on a bunch of weight and uh, played a right tackle. So experience at right tackle. Uh, but plus athleticism and decent length. Uh, so might be able to play both sides. I would imagine they'll try them on both sides, left and right. Yeah. And why see what not? He's most comfortable. at. Yeah. Well, why not? Why the heck not?
1: Uh, Maybe you can line him up
0: there. Mason better be buying him some lunches and dinners because he's going to be blocking for him in the third and fourth quarter of these
1: preseason games. (laughs) Line him up as an extra offensive lineman. Make him eligible. Let him come back for an end around. Let him throw the ball. It's just developing some trick plays. I love it. I love (laughs) it. Line him up as a quarterback if you want. We'll get to that later, But the things you can do with a third quarterback nowadays. Uh, but we will get to all that again later. Steelers then went on a releasing rampage. Uh, they released <laughs> running back Master Teague, who's a guy that James and I have talked a lot about. Had a pretty decent preseason last year. Uh, linebacker Tay Crowder. Another linebacker uh, by... Emekke. Yep.
0: Bule.
1: Bule. See, see, I got you. And then they also, after those three moves, signed a linebacker tryout player by the name of Toby Ndukwe. In, in, yeah in way.
0: interesting thing about toby really good athletic profile A 6'1 237 pound kid a 47 340 is pretty decent for a linebacker we'll 30 33 and three quarter inch arms is excellent length for a guy that size 36 and a half inch vert, 10-6 on his broad, and 28 reps on the bench. Uh, so pretty athletic dude. Pretty strong, pretty explosive. Good first step. So uh, interested to see where he lines up. It's kind of unclear as to whether or not he's an edge or an off-ball uh, for Pittsburgh. By the size, I would say probably more an off-ball linebacker. Uh, but that's really good explosiveness on those first few steps and good strength, too. So yeah, uh, I'm interested. That's got my interest. Got my entrance, too, as well, James. It's, it's
1: one of those yeah. guys that you never know could come in and be a, just a stud. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on him in the preseason for sure and training camp, I should say more
0: specifically. Well, have. let's
1: be real. They don't have to do a cut down until the end. So he's going to probably get some snaps. Yeah, he should. So uh, NFL passes a new rule. Uh, we'll get into this real quick. Uh, snap. Why are you snapping? Snap count?
0: Because he's going to get some snaps. <sighs> James, you're a
1: genius. Love it. He's going to get some snaps. You can't hear mine. Whatever. Uh, NFL did pass a new rule that Thursday night football games can be flexed. Now, what that means is just like Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. Just like Sunday games can sometimes be flexed. You see this happen more uh, due to potential weather or inclement weather situations like that. Or playoff playoff implications. At
0: the end of the season. Yeah, playoff
1: implications 100% can sometimes change a game from a 1 o'clock game to a primetime game. If it's two teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, why not put them on primetime if you have, uh, let's say, the Cleveland Browns taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, It's just not worth watching that kind of game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sorry. Foreshadowing to how their seasons are going to go. I don't know how I feel about it. It's
0: it's rough. It's rough. Um, Pittsburgh voted against this to be 100% transparent and I see why because if you have a game scheduled for Thursday that really screws everything up on your planning to all of a sudden have it pushed back to Sunday Uh, so I see why they voted against it because it could heavily impact them this upcoming season Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because the NFL passed it so could really throw some uh, monkey wrenches in their plans as far as game planning days off rest days uh, what you do on certain days, travel days, everything could be screwed up on this. Uh, so hopefully neither one of the Steelers Thursday night games get flexed. Although I would rather have them on Sundays. Uh, but <laughs> you just don't, don't want to see that. You just don't
1: want to see Pittsburgh or any team you're a fan of get flexed to a Thursday game from a Sunday game because that that yeah. is rough um, for sure. Because these players right. have different things in motion. They have different. Uh, schedules and you know, whether it's recovering from an injury or um, just their, their weight training habits, nutrition, everything gets changed and people don't realize how much goes into that. Uh, But there is absolutely a lot. They also changed another rule, James.
0: Yeah, and I really like this rule change. The second one here is the NFL has passed a rule stating that the teams on game day can have a third quarterback as an active player on the game day roster. Uh, If you remember from previous years, they always have an inactive list on game days. Uh, So X number of guys are not able to dress for the game. Usually six or seven guys. This is going to be one more player who's able to be dressed for the game assuming that it's a quarterback and not count against the total number. Uh, so that's good. That should help with situations like what San Francisco ran into last year, not having playoffs. enough healthy quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. so that's a good move. It's a good move. This is a good reactionary move to that, uh, to help try to prevent this from happening again in the future and get better football out there. Uh, we don't want to see wide receivers and running backs pretending to be quarterbacks playoffs no uh, but yeah into what denver went through a couple years ago with covid when they had a wide receiver starting at quarterback and just yeah you don't want to have to do any of this nonsense so no. um, hopefully that's the end of that we don't see any more of that and get a little bit better quality uh, football players on the field at the quarterback position
1: absolutely uh so i know we didn't mention at the beginning of the show but we are going to go to the second part of our three-part series going over the afc north division rival uh, drafts. We are going to go over the Cincinnati Bengals. We did the Ravens last week. If you want to go get a breakdown of the Ravens draft and how we think they did and how we think their players will fare against us in the future, uh, positive or negative, go back, take a look at that. Uh, But we're now going to go over the Cincinnati Bengals draft picks by round in 2023.
0: James? Yeah, so their first and uh, number 28 overall, they, they went with Edge Miles Murphy, who's going to be a day-one starter for them. Uh, Outside linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to call it in their system. Uh, If they're a base 4-3, he will be a defensive end. uh, Opposite of, is it Hendrickson they've got there? They've got a really good pass rusher. Yeah, it's Trey. I believe it's
1: Uh, Trey Hendrickson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm
0: sure they'll line him up on the opposite side of Trey Hendrickson. And uh, could be a formidable group, man, because that is a, a highly skilled edge rusher. Uh, So now you're talking about two guys. (laughs) Thank God Pittsburgh has two good offensive tackles now.
1: Yeah, right. Could have easily been a nightmare for Pittsburgh, depending on how they played it. Um, But he did. Murphy did accumulate um, 17 and a half sacks and 35 tackles for lost in his final two seasons of high school, uh, which is wild, Uh, wild stats for some high school football. And then obviously the Clemson, uh, he had 14 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks, two force fumbles, and two pass deflections in I believe which was his uh, junior year. I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
0: probably his junior year. Yeah. yeah. Most of these guys are juniors in the first round. Yep. So yep.
1: six five, two fifty-eight, three thirty-three and three fourths inch long arms, eight and a half inch long hand or uh, large hands. They're pretty decent hands. They're like okay.
0: I feel like that's kind of small. It's well, you gotta imagine. I can't imagine. That's like Kenny Pickett size, man. And everybody was talking about his hands being small.
1: Yeah, but I feel like he's. Yeah, you're right. Never mind.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. He's just gonna get bullied.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Do you? Do you have numbers on him from the combine?
0: Uh, no, I just know that he was a pretty talented player, honestly. I'm ready to move on to the next one. If Let's you talk are. about it. Let's talk about it. I don't think it. we need to talk about his 40 or anything like that. Second round, they went with a corner out of Michigan, DJ Turner, uh, a smaller corner, only about 178 pounds. Uh, but the fastest one in the entire combine ran a 42640. Ooh. Uh, so, you are talking about a guy highly athletic, just a little smaller, dude. It, I mean, his size, honestly. You look at it, and I want to say it was like five ten, along with that one seventy eight. Uh, it kind of looks a little bit more like a slot corner from the the size profile of him, uh, but that speed, his ability to jump, forty yard dash, and and vertical, and all that, is what you expect out of a number one outside corner. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see where they play him. If they play him in the slot, you might get kind of beat up with these bigger slot guys and having to t- tackle tight ends and running backs. That might not go so well for him. Uh, so nope. that would be something I'll be interested in seeing. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, the next guy on the list, uh, Jordan Battle. Safety that me and you mocked a lot um, from Alabama. Uh, very, very sought after safety in my, in my personal opinion. Uh, 6'1", 209 pounds, 32-inch uh, long arms, eight and a half inch long hands. They were small, in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, that's whatever for a safety, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you just got to be able to catch the ball. It's more about your ability to yeah. what you do with the hands than anything else. Um, But, again, this is the guy that's going to come in. And you got to think, they were potentially losing both their starting safeties, if I'm not mistaken. And did and did yeah they lost them both so this is huge Mm -hmm. for their uh continuation as you know one of the nfl's top teams right now with the way their offense is going with you know joe burrow joe mixon uh jamar chase t higgins all these guys that they brought in uh that are doing very well and so jordan battle has the chance uh, probably day one starter which is crazy crazy high value for them in, in the third round um
0: Yeah, he'll start with Dax Hill back there, their rookie last year out of Michigan, uh, who was a pretty athletic, more of a cover guy uh, in Jordan Battle, more of a hitter, strong safety kind of guy. So this should be their starting safety duo for the next few years. Uh, I think that's good value for them in the third round. This is not an elite athlete by any means, uh, not a super fast dude. Uh, but at least he's somebody with some good pedigree. He knows what he's doing out there. So good pick for them and looking for somebody who's not going to be scared of the level of competition. If you're playing at Alabama, that's about as close to the process. You're going to get that in Georgia. So yeah. uh, that's that gives him a chance of stepping in and not looking like a fool day one. Uh, speaking of people that make people look like fools, uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, there was a post going Around about Joey Porter Jr. and all the receptions he gave up week one against Purdue. Uh, that stat was actually Charlie Jones, the fourth round pick of the Bengals. It was his stat line from that game. Again, Joey Porter Jr. had six pass breakups in that game. So those catches weren't all against Joey Porter Jr. A couple of them, yes. Uh, but that showed... 14 targets and 12 catches and he had six pass breakups so obviously not all of them were against him uh but charlie jones a pretty athletic dude uh for a white wide receiver i want to say he was in the four fours on his 40 yard dash coding. 4 4 3 uh, so, 4 4 3 yeah so that's pretty dang good uh for a wide receiver especially one you're getting in the fourth round so pretty polished receiver honestly um kind of upset that they got him they really didn't need that those jerks no this is a good wide receiver right here so that was a, a solid pick for them
1: yeah he had a 69.2 catch rate in his final season at purdue which was wild he also nice Giggity. uh anyways <laughs> no 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 more comments from me uh <laughs> but he, he's a good burst good agility guy i expect him to be their new kick returner if i'm being honest kick and punt return uh, so expect him to have potentially an immediate impact in the, the special teams. So uh, round five, another guy that we kind of talked about, not for Pittsburgh drafting, but just for the fact that the player was available. We were mostly talking about his brother, uh, Chase Brown, the running back from mm-hmm. Illinois, uh, was drafted in the fifth round by them. Now, Chase Brown was, I believe he was only a, uh, or he, he was, excuse me, he was a redshirt senior. Uh, but five, nine and a half, 209 pounds, 31 inch long arms. Uh, I feel like he's going to potentially come out and be a kind of like a, a third down back for them. You know, you, you got Joe Mixon, there's no need to send him. To the sideline. Although Joe Mixon is very agile as well as at the backfield, but you, you have something to say. Go is
0: ahead. Joe Mixon even going to see the field this year, though, with his off-the-field issues? That's true. I think this was a very smart move on their part to get a highly athletic, kind of stout-built dude uh, who can handle the rock. Uh, so I think this was a good move on their part Uh, honestly was surprised to see chase Brown go this late because he had a lot of buildup going into the pre-draft process. Uh, He did himself a lot of favors going to the combine, performing well, uh, performing well. I don't remember if he was at the senior bowl or the East West shrine game, whichever one he was at, he did very well in it. Again, Pittsburgh wasn't in the market for running backs. We weren't talking about him pre-draft wise, Uh, but definitely somebody who could probably hang in the NFL is my guess. Yeah, Uh, And, I wouldn't be surprised if he steals the starting job because they lost their backup running back too. that big dude with the crazy beard. I don't even remember, but he, he left town. Um, he's got a brother in the league too. So there's two guys with that last name in the I don't league, remember. Uh, but he was a really thickly dense built dude uh, and he's out now. So day one, Chase Brown is probably your number two running back. And if Joe Mixon's legal issues off the field uh, become enough that he is not allowed to play on the field, then Chase Brown could end up starting for them. So you're talking about some pretty serious contribution from the first five picks uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals, or at least the possibility of that being there. Yeah, sixth uh, round, Cody. You you want to go for Andre's last name here? Or you pull it off.
1: Sixth round was Andre. Eos Sivas. That's uh, close. Yosefus. Yosefus. Uh, yeah. Anyways, this guy was is from Hawaii. Um, another wide receiver that they did not need the draft, quite frankly. Uh, went to Princeton. He, during his senior year, or second year at Princeton, he finally saw action after not really appearing in any games. He appeared nine games in his second year, catching 18 passes for 263 yards and four touchdowns, which was honestly pretty productive out of a guy uh first time on the field. But again, the biggest thing here, 4 4 again. Another fast yeah, guy that you don't freaking need. Um <laughs> I mean they could come out in a five or four wide receiver set with a tight end and it, mismatches are all over the place. Uh it's it's not going to be a good look if Pittsburgh gets caught with some of these guys. And I know we talk about the release of a killer witherspoon. This could play a factor in some of the stuff. Not that a killer witherspoon could keep up with these guys, but it's a matter of his ability to Uh, no positioning and stuff like that. His NFL experience might have played a factor in some of these games and some of these matchups if they play these guys and if they all make the team. It's going to be crazy to watch these guys run down the field.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be some depth there, some highly athletic depth at the wide receiver position for Cincinnati. Kind of makes you wonder, is there going to be something where maybe they move on from somebody? Obviously, they're going to hang on to Jamar Chase uh, but the number two wide receiver, maybe he doesn't get that that uh, contract extension after his, his rookie deal's up. Maybe one of these two guys ends up being the future wide receiver too. Uh, who knows? In the sixth round, their second pick, uh, they went back to Michigan and grabbed the punter, Brad Robbins. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time. Uh, but if they took him in the sixth round, that means he's probably a pretty good punter. Uh, so a new starting punter for Cincinnati because you don't draft a punter in the sixth round unless you're going to start him exactly
1: and then the last pick they had in the seventh round pick 246 overall uh they went cornerback again for the second time in the draft very similar to pittsburgh uh and they drafted a guy by the name of dj ivy now dj ivy um i don't have many numbers on here for him unfortunately no,
0: no there's like nothing on him uh, so uh, not a lot to be said about dj ivy if he went to Miami, that's usually a good sign for athleticism Uh, But I don't have any really important groundbreaking (laughs) notes on him. And again, seventh round pick, so you don't really expect a lot out of those dudes. But I want to say, like, overall, I think Cincinnati had a pretty good draft class here, honestly. Uh, I like this class better than what we saw last week's with the Baltimore Ravens draft class. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential, you know, year one starters or impact players and uh, this could end up being a, a nice class for them. Uh, I I don't see anything that really sticks out as a huge sore thumb, other than the size of DJ Turner. Yeah. If they play him outside, I don't know how he's going to match up against a guy like George Pickens. Uh, but he probably matches up really well against somebody like uh, Deontay Johnson.
1: Deontay Johnson matches up well against himself because he just does it to himself. Uh, but Ivy did run a four-four-six forty with a one-point-five-nine split. Uh and then also had a 39-inch vert and 10 uh 10 six on the broad jump with 12 reps on the bench just to kind of put how big
0: is there. he?
1: Uh he is approximately six foot one, one ninety-five.
0: Okay, that's good size. So uh sounds like Artie Burns.
1: Hopefully he plays like him too. Uh with that being <laughs> said, <laughs> That is going to wrap up this episode. That's all we had to talk about today. Again, next week we will be going over the Browns draft. So keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. Make sure to like, and follow uh, on all the social media platforms. We can't thank you guys enough again, 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 make sure you guys give those five-star reviews makes James very happy. He gets all excited. He gets, uh, you know, overjoyed is the term that I will use. So again, (laughs) Make sure you guys like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. Go out, find yourself a Bass Pro Shops. Try on some clothes. Have a great weekend. I don't know. I just went through this weekend. I'm just trying to share some love. And again, we can't thank you guys enough. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.